Dark Days of Dorothy Gale contains content not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 19 The Hornet's Nest A Space Without Time Mr. and the Tin Woodman found themselves together in a strange, dark marshland. Dead trees spotted the otherwise barren landscape. The ground was soft beneath their feet, spongy and wet. Mister was light enough that he did not sink even a little, while the woodman was so heavy that his feet sank into the earth a good inch, maybe even two. With every step his aching feet made loud, thucking sounds as they raised up from the ground. Great, he said as he pulled a foot from the muck. Mister let out a small laugh at the woodman's inconvenience. The laugh was quickly stifled as he was suddenly overcome with a strange tingling sensation. The feeling of worms squirming up his leg and into his body through the seams of his clothing. He quickly looked around and noticed it was not a muddy earth they were standing on or in. Instead, the ground was made up almost entirely of slimy invertebrates. The woodman looked at Mister and returned the laugh as the straw man continued to pull a single worm from his leg. It was like nothing either of them had ever seen before. The body was that of a simple earthworm, but both ends of it were comprised of a small head with what appeared to be tiny, razor-sharp teeth in its mouth. Mister quickly threw the worm back to the ground. With the infinite spool and the never-dulling needle, he went to work reinforcing the stitching on his leg, where the worm entered in the first place. Turning his attention to the sprawling wasteland before them, the woodman noticed the sky had a strange red color. A loud buzzing could be heard in the distance. Mister paid no attention to the sky, but took note of the sound. He paused for a moment remembering the black marsh and the strange creature that inhabited it. What it did to him. What it did to Dorothy. What it would have done to Dorothy. Something's not right here, said the woodman. Mister said nothing as he looked around, cautiously searching for the source of the buzzing. We jumped into a hole in the gray tundra. Why is the sky red? Why is there a sky at all for that matter? Mister looked up. The sky was indeed red, and it was indeed there. He thought about it for a moment before shrugging it off. More importantly, Mister said, Where is Dorothy? The woodman looked around. He did not want to admit it, 
but the scarecrow was making a valid point. Probably still up there with that lion. Probably decided it wasn't worth the risk. Thought a clean break would be just as good as going home. Mister looked at him. We both know that isn't true. Then I guess we'd better go find her, said the woodman, unenthusiastically as he turned and continued walking, crushing the worms beneath his feet. As the unlikely duo crossed through the marshland, the woodman noticed a rather peculiar stump. He could not explain the reasoning, but he felt somehow drawn to it. Upon closer examination, he found that it was not a stump at all, but a person. A person sitting on the ground with its legs pulled closely to its chest and its head buried in its lap. He reached out with an unusually cautious hand and touched it. He was more curious to know if it was real or if it was delirium brought on by this strange, surreal land they found themselves in. Upon his touch, the person let out a loud, sorrowful cry. It slowly raised itself to a standing position. It was so tall, it towered over the woodman. It had no eyes or nose, and its skin was pale blue, with dark red veins covering almost every inch of it. The woodman was not scared by this, just as he was not scared by the similar creatures and beings that surrounded Dorothy's home in the west. But he took a step back, no less. From the slightly safer distance of a few feet behind the woodman, Mr. watched as the situation unfolded. Together, they watched as the creature opened its mouth as if to speak. But nothing came out. Nothing but a single hornet. A few seconds after the first, a second, and a third, and a fourth. Soon there was a large swarm of insects. The creature let out a cry of sheer pain and anguish as they turned to it and began stinging relentlessly. Each sting opened a small wound that bled profusely. The hornet's victim turned from blue to red as its blood flowed down its body to the ground where the worms delighted in the treat, causing them to writhe faster than before. Mr. Cringed at the sight. This was by far the most disturbing thing he had seen since that fateful day when Dorothy rescued him from the ogre and he had seen some disturbing things in that time. Ouch! he exclaimed as he felt a small pain in his chest. He looked down and saw one of the hornets on his body. He slowly reached for it and pulled at it, causing it to attack even more. The insect exploded between his leathery fingers, leaving the stinger in its place. He pulled at its remains, pulling a piece of loose string with it. Curiously, he examined it. 
not entirely aware of the implications. Ouch! he cried out again. This time the pain was in his back, and he was unable to reach it. There was a third sting on his neck. He pulled the hornet away, once again with a loose string stuck to its thorny stinger. Without saying anything else, he looked around. The hornets were mostly focused on the creature, but the swarm was still flowing from its mouth. Increasingly, they seemed less interested in their host and more interested in the straw man that stood before them. The woodman turned and looked at him. I'd run if I were you, he said, as a single hornet landed on his metal chassis. He looked down at it and laughed, as the hornet inadvertently killed itself by thrusting its stinger upward into its own body. The dead bug fell to the ground, only to be devoured by the voracious worms that covered the earth. Mister quickly took the advice and started running. He was not able to outrun every hornet, though he was able to outrun a good number of them. He stopped when he came to the bank of a large flowing river. The sound of the water rushing by was deafening and brought back horrible memories. He remembered the collapsed bridge. He remembered the waterfall. He remembered being impaled. And he remembered the rescue by the stork that in turn was killed by the lion. He turned back only to see the swarm growing larger as it closed in on him, leaving him no choice. He turned to the river once again, and with no more hesitation left in his mind, he jumped. The woodman watched as Mr. ran off, disappearing into the distance, followed by the swarm. He turned his sights back to the creature and looked at it with indifference for a moment more. He considered putting it out of its misery. He gripped his axe tighter, only to turn and walk away, letting them claim their victim. <laughs>